Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Answers to the Universe. In this episode, we talk to one of crypto's top content creators, a man who has amassed followers from all different social platforms, a full-time researcher and power user of this groundbreaking technology, no other than Patrick Scott of Dynamo DeFi. Today, we cover how he approaches his YouTube channel, Twitter account, and what he looks for when doing research into crypto projects. A truly great conversation. This is Patrick Scott. Yo. Yo, can you hear me? Yeah, dude, you sound great. Awesome. So yeah, I've got the uh, Shore right here. How do I sound? Am I doing good? I just got, oh, a, I just yeah. got a Yeti right here. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah, you sound good. Hell so, yeah, man. Messy. Um, sweet. Hey, hey, I mean, not that we've ever talked before, but good to... Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> dude, it, I've been good, man. It's a... It's been a crazy, uh, crazy few months for uh, I feel like anybody in the in the mm-hmm. crypto sphere, man. How about yourself? It's been good. It's been good. Um, yeah, crazy few months too. Uh, channel's been growing well. Newsletter's been growing. Um, just tough. It's one of those things where when the market starts to do well like this, like no matter how much you're doing, I always feel like There's not doing enough. Something more, dude. You're posting yeah, exactly. daily on YouTube, aren't you? Uh, base pretty much recently. Um, I've been I've been trying to average like. You know, at least three or four times a week. Um, recently, I started doing something where I said I'm going to get behind the camera every day. Uh, didn't get a chance to on uh, Valentine's Day just sure. because that was like a tough sell. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, but but but, I, but some days I do multiple videos, so um, so it, it evens out. Uh, <clears throat> sorry, I got a little cough. I have some tea here, so hopefully that helps with the cough. Good, um, good. And by the way, I like to do a, a rolling intro, so yeah. we can get right into it. Um, yeah, sweet. And I want to I want to keep talking about the the YouTube channel, honestly, because mm-hmm. um, you know I'm a, I'm a content guy as well. Um, I, I more from short form like TikTok stuff, but I've always yeah. had so much respect for uh, you know anything YouTube and doing the daily a daily grind. How do you how do you like source what you're going to talk about? That seems like a hard idea. Like, how do you ideate? Yeah, are we started? By the way, is this podcast? Mm-hmm. Is this chatting? Okay. Um, yeah, just uh, a lot of it's what I'm interested in. You know, it's, um, you know, so for, for example, if, because I, 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 I do talk about what's trending. So I guess there's a couple of things. First off, what's trending, that's what mm-hmm. people want to hear. And sometimes people be like, oh, why are you talking about this coin uh, that's already trending? It's like, well, you know, if I made a video of a coin that uh, had a small market cap, first off, not entirely ethical. When you have, however, almost you know, pushing 40,000 subscribers. Yeah. <laughs> Um, second off, you know, that, that's what people want to see. And so, so what I like to do, what I like to cover a lot when I do these overviews, cause, uh, kind of my bread and butter recently is I'll do these, uh, overviews. That's basically supposed to be 10, 15 minutes, everything you need to know about this coin, what it is, how to use it, the risks, all that. And what I'll usually do is I'll try to pick a coin that's starting to trend because then you have people who are searching for it. What, what people don't realize with YouTube a lot is that it's almost more like doing a blog than it is like a social media. Cause you think about it, there's no social component to YouTube. Right. And I know that you're, mm-hmm. you're a content guy. Um, I don't know how much you've done YouTube shorts, but there's, there's really no social component. Cause you think about it, you don't DM people on there. The average person, they might have you connect their Google account. So they have their subscriptions and things, but their average person isn't posting content on there. They're not connecting with their friends in any way. It's very much a creator, to audience platform and then people can comment on it, but, but they're not, um, there's not as much of a social aspect and a lot of it's driven by searches. So a huge portion of my video views actually come from searches. And, uh, for example, if a 
coin is yeah starting to trend. A good example would be uh, Say Sei. Yep. Uh, when it first started to trend a few months ago, I think it was twenty something cents. I made a video about it and what it is. Here's how you can bridge to it, mm-hmm. uh, et cetera, et cetera. And uh, and it, it did well at the at the start, uh, well enough that it now gets decently ranked whenever anyone. Uh, searches anything with about what to say, right? Because that's right. sort of the game. The game is is uh, you get it ranked, uh, and then I'm just going to check now. And so then, now it's been almost three months since I published it, and it has about twenty thousand views, right? And so, and it's probably going to keep keep rolling, you know? Yeah, because that's how it goes, right? I mean, so even past like, every day, now it gets hundreds of views still. Uh, wow. and, and that's the cool thing about YouTube. Also, it has a very long tail. Uh, so you, so you can that's build true. up this library of evergreen content that just keeps showing up in searches. Uh, other example is there's times I've done, I do a lot of tutorials as well. Just uh-huh. there's a weird lack in crypto of tutorials where, uh, you know, if you, if you look, for example, like, you know, editing videos, uh-huh. if you look up, uh, channels about editing videos, they will be almost all tutorials. Here's how you can add this effect in, a, in Adobe. Here's how you can do it, et cetera, et cetera. And, um, but if you look up things with crypto, if you want to know how to do a IBC transfer in Cosmos, there's actually, there's kind of a lack of tutorials for a lot of things or how to use this decent, you know, something that might seem obvious sure. to people who use crypto a lot. How do you, do, how do you use Uniswap? Uh-huh. If you search Uniswap, you're going to get a thousand videos saying uni price prediction. But if someone actually wants to use Uniswap and they've never used it before, how do they find a tutorial? And uh, that's that's I make a lot of videos like that as well. And those have an extremely long tail where they're wow. some of them get barely any views. Some of them get barely any views immediately and then steadily over time will get thousands or tens of thousands of views. Uh, and so I've been able to amass a decent uh, following with that. But I know, I know we jumped right into it, so I don't know if you wanted to introduce yourself or introduce me. I, <laughs> I feel like a lot of the times with the uh, with um, podcasts, because I feel like it's kind of like the far end spectrum of organic, where it's like someone who's going to click on this probably knows who you are and probably knows who I am. Gotcha. And so yeah. makes sense. And I, I started doing that at the at the beginning, um, but I, I, I noticed a weird thing um, where. Sometimes when like, you know, we, we'd hop on and we'd shoot the shit and then I'd be like, okay, let's record one, two, three. And then you'd see the recording button and the dynamic would just like completely change. And it would be like the guard would go up a little bit more. And so I kind of found that like, if we just go right into it, it's just like a little more chill, a little more relaxed, a little more natural. And, uh, and it's just like easier to, you know, pick people's brain and whatnot. Yeah. Yeah. We can do that strategy. Um, Yeah. I'm removing my guard. Um, there you go. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm removing just, my guard. Just by the way, that's where I do actually. I have an avalanche poster right Dude, there. Really? You, you like, can't see it in this thing. Screen. Yeah, it's actually it's actually a sick um oh, sick design. Shit. Let me see if I can if I can lift my camera up a little so you can see it. Dude, uh, actually, you know, I'll, I'll just take it off the wall to show you. Um, I can always put it back. So oh, I that's got, so sick, dude. Yeah, I got I got ones for um uh, Solana, Avex, and Ethereum. The Ethereum one you also can't oh, see. It's out of frame. Well, we're honored, um, man. That's yeah, it. and it's um, it's pretty cool. I found that uh, some someone uh, uh, what's it called? Uh, someone I, I won't say who it is. Someone who was affiliated with Arbitrum asked me. They were like, you know, uh, where's the Arbitrum one? And I said this this was a store I think that did um, they were like Overstock from twenty twenty one. So it's so so all the things they had are, the, are these um things that were around back then. So they had these ones, and then they also had many that are not as relevant nowadays. But uh, but the, but they're really cool and um, makes for good 
That's good sick. video background. Well, 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 if you find the link, maybe we'll shout them out in the description. Yeah, it's just it's an Amazon store, but um, oh, it's sick. I'll, yeah, I'll, we, uh, we, we need to hook you up with uh, with more stuff, man. Yeah, I'd, I'd love that. I'll hit you up after this, man. Um, but one thing I picked, I, one thing I took note of when you were talking about um, YouTube is I feel like it's kind of like one giant metaphor for how the market works in a way. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's like you saw say, it's like, okay, maybe you saw like a little bit of tweets. You did your research. You did your due diligence. You're like, okay, this might be something here. And in, in the same thought process of maybe, uh, you know, someone who's more interested in trading or maybe a builder, it's the same kind of thought process of, okay, I should make a YouTube video about this because, you know, it'll pay off in the future. So that's, that's, that's kind of interesting that it's, Kind of goes full yeah, circle. totally. So, so when I first started making videos, I didn't do that process I do now. A lot of it was just talking about whatever I was interested in, and I still make mm-hmm. videos like that. So you'll see me make them like this is DeFi plays I'm interested in, um, my thoughts on points programs, things like that. But um, I would say it's really changed and actually changed for the better mm-hmm. since I started treating it really more like a business. And treating it like a business means I have thinking strategically about which videos I should make to actually grow. And then what is my ultimate goal with the video? And uh, well, the ultimate goal is there's the goal. One of the goals is to provide value. One of the goals is obviously to get people to subscribe. And then one of the goals is to get people to sign up for the email newsletter. Cause if you've done anything in, well, you've obviously done things in mar- online marketing, but if people have done anything in online marketing, they know that usually the email is kind of middle of the funnel, right? You, cause anyone can watch a video. Then once you're on your e- email list, you can contact them whenever. Uh, and then from there you have other, other sorts of conversions you would go for. And, you know, I, I know there's a lot of people in crypto who are kind of, they're skeptical of people who try to apply any sort of business model to something like content. But, um, the thing I've realized over time, cause I, cause I didn't do any sort of monetization for probably a year and a half on the channel. Wow. And the thing I realized eventually is if I want to make high quality videos, hopefully you can see I have a nice camera, you I have do. a nice mic. Um, Fantastic. Uh, I ha- have an editor. I have uh, a couple people who help part time to do research for the videos. So that way, I can do that. You know, aim to get four a week. Hopefully, getting up to one a day. Soon. Which is a crazy number. Which is a crazy yeah, number for they're people. Long, they're long videos too. They're like yeah, 10, 15 minutes. That's and they that's take multiple brutal. takes. They usually yeah. take multiple takes for a lot of things. So, um, but so, so the thing is that that uh, all all requires money, right? Right. And uh, even if even if the goal wasn't to have the channel making a lot of money, uh, ideally it's not losing money. Right. I mean, I don't think I would love to just support crypto out of the goodness of my heart, but I think most people would agree <laughs> that, that, that you don't want to spend thousands of dollars a month yeah. to, There's just, probably, just to make videos. <laughs> yeah. There might be zero people on earth who are supporting crypto <laughs> by the goodness of their heart. So, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, and it's like, if I, if I didn't try to sort of structure, set it up like a business, then realistically I'm, I'm going to make, fewer videos and they're going to be lower quality. So, so, yeah. So that's kind of how I've been thinking about it. How, how long have you been doing this for? Uh, I first made videos back. I first made my first video back in, I think may 2021. Um, okay. So and, relatively, so you're not like a vet by any means. No, no, relatively new. I mean, I, I was in yeah. cri- doing crypto for personal stuff before then actually. So the funny story is um, it involves avalanche. I told, told Luigi this when I interviewed him on my channel. It um, that was a great interview by the way. Oh, thanks. Yeah. So, so, uh, that was back, uh, when it was a little bit tougher to access the avalanche C chain and, and I was, um, 
you couldn't withdraw directly from an exchange to the C chain at that time. So you had to, I mean, you probably know, you had to withdraw to the X chain, then you had to do a, a uh, transfer within the Aval- old Avalanche wallet. And uh, so I was, tr- I was, my dad had bought some AVAX on KuCoin, uh, or Avox, sorry. It, I always, I always say AVAX. I, I feel like I always say like the, uh, the insiders say Avox, like, yeah. like the core, core, like the first 20 people at Ava Labs, they all say oh, Avox. Okay. I've never heard anybody else say that. Everyone else I've heard say Oh, AVAX. really? Okay. So, Good, so, yeah. so, so, I'm, so I'm cool if I say it. If but, you want um, to be bougie, you say Avox. Bougie. Yeah. Avox, right. <laughs> so, so at the time, my dad had bought some Avox on KuCoin and this is back when people in the U.S. could use KuCoin, obviously. And he, um, <laughs> And I was telling him he could earn yield by by doing this liquidity on on Yieldiac, and he's like, "Oh, that sounds cool," uh, and could not find a tutorial to send him. None of the DeFi channels Damn. were covering were covering yeah. um, Avalanche at the time. So I said, "Okay, I'll just record this video." I used a cheap microphone, zero editing. I cringe looking back at it, but I keep it up just because. And um, it was saying, "Here's how you move these things in your wallet, and if it gets stuck, here, here's how you get it unstuck." Uh, and then I checked back couple weeks later and uh to my surprise it had a few hundred views which at the time seemed like a lot to me right i had i, I had done uh i had tried to grow some instagram meme pages had gotten them to a few thousand okay. followers but i hadn't really done anything with um growing online content at the time i was like wow a few hundred views that's great uh so i started making other tutorials just about whatever i was doing in DeFi, uh, mostly as a casual thing yeah i was doing very poor thumbnails not really doing much editing um in retrospect you know I look back and I think I managed to get to 10,000 subscribers by the, I, I hit it on February 1st, 2022. I hit 5,000 on Christmas day, 2021. Never forget. I don't forget it. Um, cause those were <laughs> so big at the time. Um, I don't remember exactly when I hit a thousand. I think, I think I hit a thousand on October 10th, but I, I don't exactly remember. Wow. And, uh, and, I think back and I think, you know, if I had actually put effort into editing and doing good thumbnails, I could have blown that out of the water, but perhaps it's for the best because, yeah. um, it was really after bear market got serious that I decided to get, think, okay, you know, let me up my game, learn how to edit, uh, learn how to actually make good videos, start paying attention to the metrics, such as when people drop off in the video, get a nicer background and all those things. Uh, and then I've been able to grow from there. And, and a lot of the growth has been, um, Truthfully, the past like three or four months, um, I hit 20K last March and then I hit, I was only at 23K uh, maybe in November, December, I think, wow. November, November, Yeah, I was in 23 and then I'm at uh, over, over between 35 and 36 now. And, um, and yeah, I mean, it's just, just how those things go because I was, I started making a lot of evergreen content partway through 2023, figuring I think the market's going to come back and when it does I'll at least have this huge library of videos that people can find. I, that, that's a good strategy. And, you know, I, I think your success recent recently is just kind of like proof that, I mean, the concept of like slowly and then all at once is kind of like, is, is like the more I get, like the older I get, like the more true it becomes. Right. Cause like on like the, uh, from my perspective at Ava labs, I see so many startups like from the stage of like when they have zero traction and to the point where, you know, they finally lift off and become a household name or in crypto, whatever the equivalent of that is, you know, just become Mm -hmm. a lot bigger. And it usually the, the, the sideways growth or or it's like barely like a, a barely tilt up lasts way longer than people ever anticipate. 
And then it yeah. just kind of just rockets up, dude. So I think the next few months of you is going to be crazier because like not only do your videos compound, like you have more videos and more topics, but like your each video you make is going to be better than the last. You know, you, you get more That's skills. That's the hope. Yeah. Yeah. You, you get better and um, you learn what works and what doesn't. Right. And, um, you know, I had kind of a surreal moment the other day where I, I don't want to dox this person, so I won't <laughs> say what, but someone who's a dev for a major DeFi project actually lives on the same block as my parents, just oh, coincidentally. Wow. And, um, and, uh, a friend of theirs was talking to him and he was like, Oh yeah, you know, uh, you know, their, their son is, uh, his, his channel's blowing up in DeFi. And I was like, Whoa, you know, I didn't even know this guy knew that I, I had a, a DeFi channel and, um, and that, and that was kind of surreal, especially just as someone who's, you know, I think crypto in general, people know is very uh, thankless in a bear market, but you know, it's, it's tough making videos for years. And some of them were getting like, you know, now basically every, every video gets thousands of views, but there were times over the past couple of years where, you know, make a video and it gets like 150 views. And sometimes yeah. you just think, you know, what am I doing with my life here? Yeah. I know that very well. <laughs> Cause yeah, I was, I was trying to grow uh, like organic, the organic social, such as like YouTube, YouTube shorts, TikTok. Um, for Avalanche over the bear market. It's the hardest thing I've ever done, dude. It was so hard. I got yeah. to the point where like the, the only way I could get videos to do well is if I just didn't say the word crypto mm-hmm. <laughs> in them. I didn't say the word yeah. blockchain. I didn't say the word crypto because that was the only way to kind of like get the algorithm. Because And you were doing short form, form, right? Yeah, yeah. That's that's kind of been yeah. my specialty. Um, for did you, you ever have any that broke out of, um, I'm, I'm sure you did, but any that sort of were about crypto but broke out of the crypto niche? During that it, time, yep, yeah, yep. it was. Uh, you, you know the game uh, Off the Grid. Uh, yes, I Godzilla, think so. Godzilla. Off yeah, the yes, grid. yeah, yeah, Godzilla. Okay, yeah. So one of our, one of our subnets, one of our a game we're really excited about. Um, so I made a video on them, but as I said, but like as I just mentioned, I didn't say the word crypto. I didn't say the word blockchain. I said they're building a a digital economy using avalanche technology, uh, like the end of the video. I just described mm-hmm. the whole thing. And it got like half a million views, which at the time, nice. like, gassed me up because it was just after a string of L's pretty much before that. Uh, but all the comments um, were all about just how they're tired of battle royales. Like, everyone oh, was just okay. like, hey, not that they're like, we don't need another battle royale. We already have Fortnite. Like, that was like the, all the comments. Oh, and like, we funny. were excited to show the um, Godzilla team, like, oh, look, we got this video. It popped off. It did so well. But don't mm-hmm. look at the comments, <laughs> you know? Because <laughs> the comments were just like shitting on the fact that it was a battle royale. <laughs> yeah, because I, I, I tried short form. I might try it again now, but I tried some short form uh, earlier this year. Mm-hmm. And that same thing happened where I was actually mentioning crypto or NFTs or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I got a couple that broke out of the niche and got like you know, 10 K views or whatever. Not, not, not nothing crazy like half a billion, but then all the comments are like, I thought crypto was dead. You know, oh, this yeah. is like, why are crypto scams <laughs> still around as, um, uh, you'd be like, thing. be like, like 50% dislikes, 50% likes. <laughs> I'm like, all right, this, this is just a horrible, horrible experience. Oh, I'm going to stick with the evergreen for now. Yeah. Because like sometimes I would have videos that were like really thought out and I would mention blockchain at like 40 seconds in, like in a short yeah. form of TikTok video, which is like an eternity. But I would always get the comments of just like, great video until you said the word blockchain and you'd look at the retention chart. And like the minute I said the word blockchain, it was just like poo cliff. Oh. You know? Yeah. Well, but, in some senses, it makes it more satisfying. I'm right. Um, yeah. It makes it more satisfying. But, it, you know, it is 
you do have to have a thick skin. I, you know, sure. I get the negative comments all the time um, yeah. on YouTube. Just it's, most, it's, mostly positive, but but it happens, right? Yeah. Uh, the funny, the well, not really funny, but the, the thing I love is when someone makes a negative comment, and I, I don't like to go back and dunk on people just because it's like you know, it's not waste really, your time. Yeah, it's a waste of time. And it's just not good energy to put out there because sometimes people be like, like if I go back and look at comments on you know some say non Ethereum layer ones from uh, five months ago. And they're like, you know, <laughs> this, is, this is like, this is going to, this is the new EOS. This is dead. And partner wants to go back and be like, how about now loser? Oh but, yeah. But I don't need to do that. There's, there's plenty of people who watch the videos that are happy to do that for me. That's true. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, there, so I, I don't do that. Yeah. There's so many uh, like bookmarked tweets across um, like the avalanche ecosystem of like some big Arbitrum guy or just like dunking on avalanche. And then like, it's that the tweet may have been like six months ago or eight months ago and people still like bring it up and quote tweeted in screenshots. So it's, it's crazy how spiteful people can be mm-hmm. in the community, but you know, thankfully they do it. So we don't have to. Um, yeah, exactly. Um, and I mean, it, it is always interesting to me how people get so emotional about some of the crypto things. I get it. If you're working some, uh, on a, either a protocol that's affiliated yeah. with a chain or like, you know, you're working for, for um, Ava labs, but, but I do find it weird. People, Here's an example I, I gave. Mm-hmm. Um, imagine if I bought some Amazon stock, and then when a company announced they were using Microsoft Azure, I w- like was like, "You're an idiot! You know what are you doing? <laughs> You're a loser! Um, why are you like AWS is the superior?" I, pe- you'd think I was insane. Oh yeah, <laughs> you'd think I was insane. But so then, why do people act like that when a certain company decides to build on a certain blockchain? Right? The bags, man. The something yeah. about the crypto bags that like make people go crazy you know mm-hmm. it, it's also like such a special thing in a way as well like yeah it's i mean it's so, totally it's part of the culture but um i just no, I, I agree I analogy i was like that is like, <laughs> like that that would be ridiculous right ridiculous or, or if i liked a certain protein bar and then i saw a fitness influencer eating a different <laughs> one and i was i mean this probably does yeah. happen actually because fitness is one of the few niches that's as like Gatorade versus powerade schools you know yeah exactly um <laughs> You know, oh, why are you using this protein powder uh, again? That actually is probably a bad example because people probably do do that in the fitness niche. Um, but <laughs> the Amazon was a great example. The Amazon was yeah. a great example. Yeah, it's software. So, right, it's like a it's a B two B software solution. And yeah, I yeah, and ideally, and, no one knows what's you know going on in the background. Um, yeah, and but, people who are who are have never been in a B have very strong opinions on oh, it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, it's so funny going to like, you know, like the Thanksgiving or like telling my uh, high school friends or college friends about my job. And I'll be like, oh, yeah, you know, the uh, the community said this or like, oh, yeah, you know, I have to, you know, do this because the community was, was really engaged into it. And they're like, community? What the fuck? Like, what are you talking about? Like, you work for a tech company. What do you mean you have a community? And I'm like, eh, don't funny. worry about it. You know? <laughs> yeah. How was that talking to, talking to college, high school friends about crypto? I just don't. I kind of avoid it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Do you? Yeah. No. Um, but but um, uh, interesting. Well, actually, so there's a few friends I have from college who work in crypto now. Coincidentally, um, like you know, pretty pretty good percentage of the people I know from school who I would say have certain sort of not sort of political beliefs, but beliefs about the world. Um, and like how, how it ought to be a sure. lot of them work in crypto. I, I know I have at least four or five like that, wow. um, which is pretty high considering, I mean, not that I don't have a lot of friends, but like it's pretty large number of people to just have four or five friends from college that work in crypto. I, I know zero, zero, zero. Yeah. yeah. So, um, 
and, and part of it's some people who I was, you know, kind of friends with who then mm-hmm. uh, I've reconnected with cause they work in the industry. And a lot of them I talk to all the time, but, um, but, but example I have is I don't think I've ever talked about this in an interview or podcast or anything is I missed a friend's wedding last year. I know it's, it's bad. I just it couldn't make it work. Uh, and then a friend who was there was like, you know, people were uh, talking about how you work in crypto. And he said they were talking about it like, um, like, like something had happened to me. Right? Yeah. Uh, whereas like, like what does Patrick do? He's like, Oh, he, you know, he started a, you know, content business in crypto. It's like, Oh, oh no. like, like, yeah, exactly. Like, like, like they thought like I had either gone off the deep end or, um, you know, Oh, it's like so sad. I think they thought I had a gambling addiction. Like it's yeah. yeah people, people really misunderstand it. Um, I mean, you can, you can, you can only kind of laugh it off. Uh, it's just not worth trying to explain it because yeah, you, it's, you can't it's like explain you, just like, look, Bitcoin's up over like, you know, like the market's doing great this year, yet everybody thinks it's just like we're like, yeah. you know, they have scraps. And this was like back in March, I think. So the market was, you know, maybe sure. doing a little worse. But yeah, yeah. It's, it's still, you know, it's, it's and even people who work in tech and, uh, you know, in this case, there's probably people mostly in tech and finance. They like just don't get it for whatever reason. Yeah. Um, I actually have an interesting, I feel like historically people who are in tech have been more amenable to crypto. Um, part of me wonders if things will change with uh, BlackRock and stuff where you'll see more finance people start to, you know, get into the idea of like trading Bitcoin and, and it as a useful asset class. Yeah. It, it kind of go back, goes back to like the maxi thing in a way from my perspective. It's just like, where are people's bags at? Yeah. In a weird way. Good point. Um, you know, it's like, cause I, I have some, some friends who just are like, have the Robin hood bug, you know, and like, I'll be checking Twitter and they'll be just on Robin hood trading. Um, and yeah. they're super anti crypto, although it's like essentially like, you know, it, it would fit the same bill in a way. Yeah. And then you have other people, super, you know, traditional, just S and P 500 maxis, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> who would just yeah. like not feel like, uh, moving over. It's, it's kind of interesting. Like how, these like terminologies, like I would never use maxi and like outside the context of crypto or like the word mid curve. I've been using that a lot, like around my friends. It's just been useful. Or like I went skiing this past weekend and like some of my buddies were, were like new to skiing and I was just like, don't mid curve it, dude. You just gotta just oh, like commit to it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I definitely <laughs> say maxi sometimes, but not, you know, intentionally. Uh, I say the word rugged a lot now. I've noticed. Rugged, bearish, you know, bullish, like, oh, that, that, you know yeah. that company rugged me. They, they rugged me with a restaurant reservation. <laughs> Like, what, are you, what the hell are you talking about? What do you mean you got rugged? Yeah. That's funny. Kind of on the, on the topic. Would would you say you're a you're a, a maxi of anything? No, it doesn't no. seem like it. No. Why not? Um, why not? What's the point? I mean, I'm it's I'm tempting to say I'm a maxi for uh, DeFi or maxi for crypto in general, but even then, I mean, I don't really wouldn't really classify classify myself as that because. I, there's always trade-offs, right? I can, without naming them, there are people I know who are maxis for DeFi where they think every single aspect of everything needs to be decentralized. And if you have yeah. any part of the project that's not decentralized, it's garbage. And, and that's that's not me either because different companies or different use cases Brilliant. are going to have different trade-offs. Yeah. yeah. Um, I wouldn't even say I'm a maxi for um, content or getting views, right? Because uh, you know who's a maxi for getting views would be someone like Mr. Beast, right? Where you do whatever yeah. it takes to get views. I mean, if I, if I was a maxi for getting views and I don't mean this in a derogatory way, but if I was maxi for getting views, I would do giveaways on every single show that I did. 
um, get a ton of views, right? And there's people who do that, and um, that's a strategy, right? I would do, I would do uh, Twitter Spaces and bot them, and then get, do a giveaway at the end of it. And, <laughs> um, if, if I was truly a maxi for views, or do videos saying yeah. you know hundred X gems, uh, but that's that's not really not tr- maximizing for that. I'm trying to maximize views within the constraint <laughs> of of um, making educational content that I, I actually am happy to put out in the world. Uh, <laughs> as far as the chains itself, I mean, I, I try to go wherever I see opportunity. I could say I'm an opportunity maxi. There you go. Um, I'll go to, and actually I, I did a tweet a while back where I said um, in, in 2021, 2022, I would, I was mostly covering avalanche and cosmos and phantom ecosystems those three yeah, mostly we, we, we noticed and we, we appreciate yeah. that thanks yeah so i so i did that and then um uh in 2022 i did a lot of arbitrum stuff mm-hmm. 2023 was was a lot more mixed as i covered different things but the funny thing is every single step along the way people will be like oh you know you're ignoring this one or you're this maxi you know um in, in 2020 one, I remember people be like, "Oh, you're um, whatever Avalanche Maxi." In twenty twenty two, oh, you're an ETH Maxi because you, you're mostly covering Arbitrum. Um, you know, in twenty twenty three, I got some of that at the start, and then I people say, "Oh, you're Solana Maxi because all your videos you're talking about Solana DeFi." I'm like, I, I cover whatever is interesting to me at the yeah. time, um, and wherever I see opportunity, I'm not tied to any any uh, one chain. And maybe that's because I've never like worked for a specific chain, then I would sort of be all about it. Um, but I'm pretty comfortable being in this position where I cover whatever. That's I'm the best in. way to be. That's the best way to be. Cause like, I don't know. You see a lot of like maxis that like, you just kind of feel bad for in a way who like are too into, I don't know, Cardano or XRP or something yeah, or H bar um, or H bar. Yeah, and like great, you know, great, you know, great projects. They're doing their best, but maybe it doesn't make as much sense in February fifteenth, twenty twenty four. While as like I was looking at some of your other videos, Celestia, super interesting. Say, super interesting. And Solana DeFi did a lot of really cool stuff um, in this past. And like to be missing out on all this stuff if you just you know just were locked into uh, you know XRP this whole time. Um, yeah, exactly. And part of it is, um, and I used to actually own, you know, XRP. I mean, a lot of people did back I'm in 2017. I'm not shitting on it. It's just an easy yeah, example, yeah, right? Yeah, it's an easy one to point out. But so yeah. example I always have is um, in uh, 2020, Link, Chainlink was my biggest bag. Um, yeah, at one point I would say Bitcoin was in 2020 and then and then Chainlink became the biggest bag. And I, I held on to, and don't, you know, for any Chainlink people watching this, don't take this the wrong way because I still think it's, great piece of infrastructure i held on to it way too long and i can't even do the calculations like if i had if i had for example swapped that to eth in um fall of 2020 like i you know i i probably wouldn't be here because i, <laughs> I wouldn't need to have a youtube channel <laughs> yeah <laughs> i mean that, that, that's not that's not accurate but you know you yeah, yeah, yeah. but if you think about how those things compound right if you get a few extra x's for the for the entire cycle um you know i, I would have done much better and part of it is um you know, there's a different times for everything. And if, if you think some project has a vision that takes multiple years, that's great. You know, if you want to hold it and sit back and, um, pay attention, you know, not either not pay attention or just focus on that one project. Fantastic. But, um, then you you might miss out on opportunities. Right. And, and, uh, it also, it's just not healthy to sort of be harping on when other projects are either getting attention or they're running 
because you were choosing to hold something with a multi-year vision. Yeah. Yeah. I, I 100% agree with that. And then kind of like parlaying that question, what's, um, what's your perspective on the state of crypto today? Like what's, cause I feel like if I look back the past six months, it was like a really hard focus on infrastructure. So Solana kind of macro as a chain, not even like the use cases that it has or the apps it has. Um, it just as a chain was very interesting to people. People were talking about um, all the cool stuff that was happening on it. Um, Fire Dancer is coming. And then you had Celestia, which had a big narrative of, okay, we have, you know, the modular thesis, which, you know, for people listening, it kind of understand is like, you know, you can have more infrastructure that optimizes for different things and Celestia can kind of help facilitate that. Um, and then recently kind of say, which is kind of like the, the hot new kid on town, which is just, it is, is it the fastest chain, fastest EVM chain out there? Those, I, I don't like to arbitrate on those stats because, because every, so, so many different chains, yeah. they, depending on how you measure it, whether it's time to finality or TPS or, um, I think I think say measures orders per second. Um, it's it's uh, it's fast. they have they have certain yeah. metrics. I, I would say because I, and I, I I like say a lot. They have certain metrics where they can claim to be the fastest, and, right. and, they, and, they'll, and they'll have a parallelized EVM soon. Is is one of the other um, sort of narratives behind it? Yeah. So I th- it's interesting, and with all that, and then I think the next six months. And this is just my prediction as a seed, as a marketer. I think it's more focused on the product side. So we kind of have our infrastructure all set up. We all like obsess and argue that over Twitter. Merck gained a gazillion followers. And then the next six months, I think, is going to be on the product side is more like retail comes. So it's maybe I, I think there's going to be another social fi boom. Uh, I think gaming is going to be a lot bigger. And then hopefully there's a few others that I w- can never even predict because they don't exist yet. Um, but what what do you kind of like? What's What's your seed? What are you kind of looking for? Or what do you think is happening right now? Yeah, good question. Um, high level, I would say one of one of my theses for this cycle is uh, there's a few. So I've kind of I'm not pigeonholed myself, but I've kind of buried myself to DeFi in terms of the name of my channel. Um, I could change it, but so so I cover mostly DeFi stuff, and um, I think the total amount of liquidity, total value locked in DeFi, I think is going to dramatically surpassed its previous all-time high, um, both from prices going up, from a higher percentage of crypto stuff happening on-chain, from there being more high-quality assets, from there being more tokenized real-world assets, uh, all those things. Uh, another another one of my theses, you could say, about the market is I think that we're, this cycle is going to be the first one where you have a lot of uh, actual businesses built on-chain, and specifically businesses that don't rely on speculating on crypto, because almost every app that was popular last cycle with few exceptions, but basically every app that was popular last cycle in some way came back to relying on, to speculating on crypto. So Uniswap, right? You're swapping tokens because you want the price to go up. Um, lending markets in general was people levering up their crypto or their crypto had already gone up in price. So they're using it as collateral to take a loan. Uh, even some of the games that came out last time, like Axie, right? Um, and play to earn was a cool concept, but most I, my understanding of most people were not playing it because they thought it was fun. They were playing it because they were trying to, you know, because they could earn a pretty good uh, living from it. And um, and I, I think that's going to change this time. I think you've already started to see it change. Uh, you have good examples, Pudgy Penguins, where they have their media 
empire in the form of gifs right i that's like the only one of the only crypto things i've encountered in the wild where my uh my girlfriend sent me a gif and a penguin i'm like hey that's an nft you're using yeah, it they're, they're <laughs> just like, no yeah you're, you're you're using you're like, yeah. you, you, you are supporting crypto um <laughs> and um yeah that's right and, and they've got their their toys uh and they've got whole, all kinds of things and basically the penguins functioning as like a, a new way of owning ip uh, so I think you're going to see business models like that. I think social thighs and I thought Frentech might've been it. And that's obviously kind of fallen off. But um, I think social is interesting where you can imagine that as a new business model for content creators where a way that they can monetize their audience. Mm-hmm. Um, I think gaming is an interesting one, although it's not my specialty. Uh, I think decentralized physical infrastructure, that one I actually really interested in because in a sense, most crypto networks are decentralized physical infrastructure where basically you can use token incentives to bootstrap a decentralized network. And then if you think of that's, if you expand that's the that abbreviation DPIN, right? DPIN, yeah. So that's DPIN, decentralized physical infrastructure network. And um, and so for example, you could have something like a, a Wi-Fi or mobile service network that you that you uh, bootstrap with these token incentives for people to set up the infrastructure. You could have a storage network, you could have a cloud computing network, you could have a network for doing something related to machine learning that's a popular narrative right now and i think that one's pretty interesting as well because to me first off that's something that makes sense to retail people and second off it's something where you can very easily talk about why you need a token and why crypto makes sense for that because it's basically that's the core of why you need a token right you need something to secure and to bootstrap uh bootstrap the network that's tau right Tau is doing that with with uh, machine learning, but then you also have something like Helium is doing that with mobile network. Mm-hmm. You have, uh, I know the point of this isn't to shell projects, but just to talk about what's, what these people are doing, right? You have someone like Akash is doing that with cloud computing. So, so there's actually a lot of very, very uh, high quality networks uh, related to that. Um, but uh, yeah, so what you were saying about the focus on apps, sorry, go ahead. I, I was uh, I actually I want to talk more about DPIN because that's something that I yeah. I understand it. I'm not fully convinced um, in a way, and because I I mean like I'm all for it. I think helium's very interesting. I like what they're doing. A lot of my buddies mine it. Um, Tau the machine learning like I read their whole white paper. I think they're doing a bunch of interesting stuff. Um, but then I think of okay. Is this a lot better than what came beforehand? And as far as like data for the popular machine learning models right now, uh, I do a lot of AI art. And did you see Sora today? Yeah, it's it's all over for content creators like us. It's, it's all over. And I, and I watched <laughs> that, and if and my my head exploded all over my pants. I was like, this is the craziest thing I've ever seen. And so then I'm like, okay do we need a better way to train data? Like what, because like the way they work is, you know, there's like a self feedback loop of, okay, I'm going to generate this image. If I don't like it, I'll do it again. And then the the image remembers, okay, he's going to do it again. This is bad training data. And until I like it, that's good training data. Um, But I mean, I I could be, I could be naive, um, but what's your perspective? Like, like, am am I wrong with that? No, I I think that's a good point. That's a, um, criticism i've heard from a lot of people before uh first off i was describing this to show i have my unset up helium miner oh here. let's go let's i actually go. I, I bought so i bought this in uh spring of 2021 it took 11 months to arrive and by that <laughs> point by that point it wasn't worth setting up I, I, um, my, so I, 
it might be worth it now though years later that's so funny i, I have a my, before you uh before you answer the question i have a funny uh my first ever crypto mistake was when i was buying a helium miner off of just some random like they were just like so random to get and it was like yo you pay in crypto yeah. pay to this one website and i uh i it was like okay send usdc to this address and so i sent usdt to that address and apparently it just didn't register in the system and i just just threw that money into the the metaverse and just never got it back and i gave up immediately it's fun. Although, I guess I, I don't probably know got smart, scammed. I, I was going to say I don't know if it was a smart contract. If it was someone's wallet, they could have totally. Um, yeah. No. The, <laughs> said, they, they I just said that out loud. It. I think I definitely just got scammed. But although I know yeah. it was through like the Helium's website, so yeah. But I still it's, might have gotten scammed. I don't know. It's it's kind of like when um you know when for example people accidentally transfer like you know the wrong. Ethereum token to some Coinbase wallet, and it's like you know they still have it, right? They still own that wallet. Yeah, um, <laughs> right. They, they, uh, even if they say there's nothing they can do, it's like they still have it. Um, or you hear about that happening with with various uh, other chains. Uh, but yeah, so so to, to the thing with that, um, something I've thought about a lot. I would say uh, certain situations you can think of how it makes sense. Like for example, if you have a computer with a GPU that you're not using, you can actually make money by renting that out. So that's that's a case that makes sense. Or there's um, things, for example, that use people's that uh, exist in your browser and maybe use your un- unused bandwidth for various like things. Like grass, like grass. Yeah, that's the one I was thinking of. Um, uh, and, and then you can think of something. Maybe certain applications having a decentralized network makes more sense, right? Like, mm-hmm. um, like for example, if you're if you're trying to bootstrap some sort of public Wi-Fi network, um, your average uh, like like a if you were trying to do that as a large company there, mm-hmm. first off, they might not be able to set it up in people's houses uh, or, or might not be worth it to build the sort of I don't know, lo- local, local, uh, uh, what would you call them? Like boxes, you know, routers that, that routers, they would need okay. to. So, so that could be a situation where you can imagine it would make sense to be bootstrapping in a decentralized way um, for something like um, something like uh, machine learning, like you said, and there, honestly, there's much smarter people than me that can that can assess whether that's something that needs to be decentralized or not. I guess you could argue part of the just think, putting on my sort of crypto tokenomics lens mm-hmm. on it. Um, uh, first, first case you can make for why the decentralization is a value proposition is that if you want things to be open source and decentralized rather than controlled by a small group of people, then uh, there's some merit to having some progress going on in a decentralized network, even if it's going on in, in centralized uh, entities elsewhere, or even if a centralized entity is more yeah. efficient, right? You could, um, second thing you could argue is that maybe, maybe um, on some scale, having that thing that's collaborative and that anyone can contribute to uh, ends up being uh, more efficient. I don't know if that's the case, right? Maybe, so far, maybe so far, it acts differently. Yeah, maybe it acts differently. Um, you could also argue that maybe, maybe if you have a situation where these things are open source and people can iterate on it and make their own versions of it, that mm-hmm. maybe, maybe that ends up allowing you to sort of experiment in ways that wouldn't be able to experiment when it was just one entity doing it. Uh, and then the other thing you could argue is that when you have something like BitTensor, where the price of Tau has gone up a lot, then the incentives incentives related to that network are now sure. uh, extremely high because. Yeah. Because the price of the token is up so much that the amount of money that they're basically 
distributing is 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 large. I mean, on, on almost any scale, it's large. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. It's true. Pe- people kind of underestimate how, uh, I guess for them, I mean, there's a lot of demand for their token and how that sets BitTensor up to do a lot more than they previously could, for sure, the entire network. Yeah, but um, but that's kind of the deep end thesis. I think your original question was about where I see it going as far as infrastructure versus apps. Um, um, and that was, that was that was just my perspective. Like I okay, think yeah. I think I think apps were really big. Or sorry, I think infrastructure was just like every narrative this past uh, almost like almost the entire bull market or bear market. Um, but definitely the past six months, like almost every single narrative, most narratives were about um, infrastructure. And then, but I mean, for me, it's like if you want mass adoption, like obviously you need people to use it for some way. And so I think, and we and we somewhat agreed on this a little bit where it's like we, we're going to see more apps that don't have to do with um, speculation in any way. And that, I mean, we're, we are, I feel like we also are kind of seeing that. Like one of the big use cases we've seen that isn't like highly marketed is traveling apps using crypto. So just like Travala or google flights or something or just like something that like just an aggregator of traveling but you pay with crypto those are actually getting a decent amount of volume right now which is kind of interesting and i think that's a trend that's just going to get bigger um but but if you have any any more thoughts going forward of like what do you you know what are, what are things that are going to happen <laughs> yeah i i think i think uh infrastructure appeals to a lot of people who are crypto native for a couple of reasons mm. for stuff you don't have to choose so if you stuck around during the bear market and you're just super bullish on the future of crypto in general, but you don't know which specific app it's going to be, even if you think a certain one, right? You mm-hmm. can't predict for sure. It's much easier to say, I think these networks are 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 um, going to be the things that power that future. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I think that's part of the reason. I think the other thing is, if you're the sort of person who believes in that long-term vision of crypto, then you're probably also obsessed with sort of the exponential returns of like a growing net network, right? Metcalf's Metcalf's law. And you're, and you're obsessed with the idea of um, network effects and all those things. And for someone who's into that sort of thing, for me, at least the idea of having some network that has, you know, is basically powering thousands or tens of thousands of, of applications to me, that's almost cooler than being mm-hmm. like, I'm going to invest in this one singular application. I, 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 from that perspective, I 100% agree. Yeah. And that's kind of the reason why, uh, so I was an engineer for, which is so random, but I was an engineer before I had my job uh, that I have at Avalanche, which is the exact opposite of, of what an engineer does. Um, but you know, I kind of saw the world through the the lens of an engineer where I tried to make systems out of everything. And, um, and when crypto, you know, like Ethereum was so expensive. It just like, just turned me off immediately. I was like, you know, if I zoom out in like the long scale, like 10, you know, 20 years, I mean, I respect what it's done for the space. Like I'm not dissing Ethereum at all, like extremely important for that. But at the time when I was like, a fit, like getting on chain for the first time, I was just priced out, just couldn't use it. And so it just didn't make sense to me that this would be the chain that um, people would use in, uh, you know, 10 years or something like that. And then, you know, I think I was like, I saw a podcast from Goon and he's just explaining like the multi-chain thesis. 
And you, and you know how when Dune talks, he just gets so passionate and he just like, it's just so riled up and just like, just wants to be right so bad. Um, and him explaining it back then when I was, you know, I looked at the world through uh, the way of systems and how systems could scale. Like that just made the absolute most sense to me. And so that's kind of why I uh, attracted to the multi-chain thesis, you know, whether that be, whether that be avalanche, whether that be cosmos, whether that be, you know, you know, the dozens of other um, projects that are multi-chain, but that just made, that just was like, a, it just made sense how that was going to scale for the next 10 years. Um, Cause also being an engineer, you know how fast infrastructure, like even web two infrastructure changes. It's like, like I remember when cloud computing became like a trendy thing and that just like changed the way everyone did things. And then it became like, um, like event based functions. And then all this stuff in the back end that only engineers would know. But I was like, there's no way the same thing doesn't happen in crypto where like the way we structure our infrastructure is just going to change and evolve and be, get better over time. And Avalanche just seemed flexible at the time. And, uh, but there's, you know, there's tons of more great projects and ways to do things. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, the, the whole industry is so big that it's impossible to keep track of everything at this point. Um, even for people who spend all their time in the industry. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of, that's, that's probably me and you, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. I mean, that's what you, you kind of have to focus at some point, which is why, I mean, a lot of these things, I feel like if you understand the industry at large, you can kind of have a perspective on it. But, um, I mean, there's, there's plenty of sectors like gaming, for example, you know, very cool. Don't doubt that there's going to be games that have a lot of users, but since, since I've never played a crypto game, I don't really, uh, I, yeah. I try to, I try to refrain from commenting on it. Yeah. <laughs> so I guess we're, we have a, a few more minutes left of this, yeah. but I, I do want to see if there's any advice you could give our listeners from mm-hmm. kind of being on the ground floor of this space, whether that be as a content creator, whether that be as an analyst, um, what kind of tips could you give to help them navigate the next six months in any capacity of how they're trying to get, trying to be involved in crypto? Yeah. So first I would say, and this relates to my advice is I wouldn't say I'm on the ground floor. I'm on like the third or fourth floor because, fourth um, floor. because, because every, everything, everything I've uh, done is, um, you know, there's a lot of people who came before me, even, even in terms of DeFi. Uh, but the, that relates to the next point is, Maybe in certain sectors within crypto, you're early. I, I don't think we're not nearly as early as we were a few years ago, right? You have Wall Street is in. You have uh, regulation is probably coming soon. You have the, I think it's, I think we just passed the $2 trillion market cap again. If not, we're close. Um, so it, it's, it's already, it's not mature, but it's no longer totally in, in an early phase. Uh, that being said, that doesn't mean that you can't become an important person within some sector of crypto. And um, I mean, when I started making videos about DeFi in May of 2021, I could have thought I, you know, you could argue that that was late to start making DeFi content. Uh, but at this point, I've, um, you know, been able to grow enough that I talk regularly to many of the people that I used to look up to, people who were who were content creators or founders in DeFi long before, long before I had any name for myself. And um, so, so what I would, my advice to people would be, you know, pick some sort of specialty and then figure out how you can add value, whether that's making content, whether that's making 
dashboards and there's a huge demand for people to make dune dashboards uh, whether that's uh, providing research and analysis um, for companies whether that's being a developer right i mean part of me wishes i was a i was a developer i do a little bit of coding but it's just not my strongest suit and um, figure out how you can add value and then and then you absolutely can become someone within a certain sector in crypto and i think because the industry is so new people might be surprised how quickly they can do that I, I 100% agree. Focus is definitely king, and you'll you'll be more successful in any avenue you kind of want to be. Um, and this is a, this is advice you'll probably hear from not just you know not just us, but many many people. Focus can really be overpowered in this uh, in this space for many reasons. But that's great. Um, but yeah, Patrick, thank you so much for uh, giving me your time, man. This is a great conversation. Yeah, no problem. It was it was really. Um... Really awesome. Any other questions you have? Uh, anything about uh, content you wanted to chat about? I know we started with that at the beginning. We did start that. We did yeah. start that. Okay, what about Twitter? What's your Twitter strategy? Twitter strategy, yes. So uh, it's changed recently. What it used to be is I would queue up seven tweets every day. Uh, I've always been weirdly obsessed with prime numbers. So everything I do is always a prime number um, or a multiple of three. But um, I, I don't know. I, I've just always been like that. But um, So I, I used to queue up seven tweets a day. And I would do a combination of on-chain metrics charts. So that's part of the niche I've sort of found for myself is analyzing these on-chain metrics, even though it's saturated now. Um, but we do on-chain metrics, would do some crypto news, would do maybe it's just some interesting thoughts I had. And then every single day doing that consistently. And that's really how I was able to grow. Um, some of those would be you know, short video tutorials. Some of those would be um, just like commentary on, on charts, uh, charts being in this case like DeFi llama not price charts but um uh so, so that's what it used to be and I, and I grew quite a bit that way and then uh for whatever reason well i think partially with the new algorithm uh, that doesn't do as well anymore because twitter seems to not favor niche content as much as it used to which yeah. is kind of a shame so it used to be you know I, I had grown a pretty decent following for sharing this pretty niche content uh but the problem is now that um you, more broadly appealing content does better. So yeah. at this point, my Twitter strategy is mostly I just tweet whatever I'm thinking uh, or whatever I find that's interesting. And I, I still grow a decent amount. I mean, I'm, I'm up over 70,000 followers, which I think most people would be happy with. Uh, but but um, uh, the, the way I grew is with that consistency. Uh, my take on Twitter would be right now, with crypto, you kind of have to be there. It's like a thing with networking. Also, yeah. you know, I network. I've met a lot of people through Twitter. But if I were, when I give advice to smaller content creators, I almost never tell someone they should focus on Twitter. Uh, even so though hard. I, it's so hard, even though yeah. I like a lot of the changes that Elon's made, it's, it's just, it doesn't reward consistency in the same way that other platforms do. Yeah. And, and I hate to say it, but because it's, it always feels like a cope to blame the algorithm. Um, and and I, I say this as someone actually who's, who's done pretty well on Twitter even recently. But the problem with Twitter is that the every every platform in some sense rewards lowest common denominator with the algorithm. But with Twitter, it feels severe where the things that do well are the things that are like the, the worst clickbait or the worst um, engagement bait or worst rage bait, right? I see fight videos all the time. Or, yep or those sorts of things. It seems like Twitter rewards that in a way that other platforms don't. 
and maybe that's just sort of the culture on there. But for example, on YouTube, you can actually make an informative video that does well. I imagine TikTok, you can you know, do some video that provides some value that does well. Um, Twitter used to be like that. And again, I'm not trying to cope because I, I, I do fairly well on Twitter still. But you know, I just find most of the time it's, it's not worth spending a lot of uh, time on content on there because what ends up doing well will be like my tweet joking about, you know, like while you were, while you were partying, I studied point systems and that'll like do well. Whereas a tweet that I put effort into actually uh, showing people how to do something doesn't get the same engagement. Um, I think spaces is actually a really good way to grow. If I was, if someone was committed to growing on Twitter, I would tell them do spaces, maybe try to incorporate some video, some short form videos and then just uh, be transparent and a real person in your tweets. That's, that's good advice. And it still feels like Twitter is just the center of the industry. Like, it is. Yeah. So you, you kind of have to be there. I would say the other thing with Twitter is, um, is you kind of actually, maybe this is why it doesn't reward effort. You kind of actually have to be witty and funny. Uh, and, and I don't think I'm the best at this by any means, but like, you know, when I have tweets that do well, usually it's something and I say, okay, that was actually kind of a funny thing or, or that was kind of a, um, you know, something that was a, a strongly held opinion. Yeah. Um, where, whereas, you know, other platforms, you just have to make good content and make it consistently. But Twitter really has to, you have to say something that's either funny or is a statement that makes people pause. Yeah. Other advice I would say is, and this has actually improved my tweeting a lot is I try to remove the words think, um, and really any words that frame something as an opinion. Like I don't, I try to avoid saying, yeah. I think this cause you're saying it, obviously you think it, otherwise you wouldn't say it. So why are you saying, I think this just say the thing that you think. And, yeah. and, mo- and most of the time when I do it, at least I found it was because I had, I was coming from some sort of position of weakness where I wanted to hedge my bets and be like, that's just what I'm thinking, but you got to have confidence in your beliefs. Yeah. So, so that, it'll, and it will do better. I, I agree with that. It's, you know, I mean, I, I don't have uh, like a ton of followers on Twitter by any means, but I've my, my engagement, I, I can do pretty good on that. So I have like 5K followers, but mm-hmm. like I'll have like, I don't know, like a, a 100 like tweeted data or something like that. So, but another thing I found is you say, if I say you in the first five words. So if I just like, 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 like you should know this and then blah, 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 blah. Or, um, yeah, it does better. It's not what you think or something like that. And it mm-hmm. always does better. There's <laughs> something I've noticed too. Yeah. So it's just uh, like anything, that gets, anything to yeah. stop studying from scrolling is just, that's yeah. just like, and, and maybe that's a fight video. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, I also, there's, there's certain big finance accounts that, um, you know, I, I feel like I'm pretty decent at uh, reply guying. That can actually be a pretty good strategy as well. Oh, really? Like replying, replying with something witty to like, and like not something rude, but like some someone like Watchers Guru or yeah. or unusual whales. I'll, I'll reply to those accounts a lot, and a lot of those tweets will will do pretty well. Um, and that's actually a good way for people to discover your profile, especially for newer people. Yeah. It's less important once you have a large account, but for newer people, that's a pretty good way to to get some. Yeah, get some I, I, I stink at replying. That's that's something I got to work on. And uh, yeah, one of, my, one of my all my coworkers who grow who are like obsessed with growing on Twitter, they'll have like eighty replies a day or something. Oh geez, I don't do anything like that. Um, yeah. But that's that's probably a smart move. Um, it works. Yeah, yeah, it's probably a smart move. Um, so, something I'm interested in doing. 
uh, yeah, I'm, I've just been so focused on YouTube and Substack. So I really been trying to grow my Substack the past year as well. And and that's like you know and you know what they say right? It's emails. Well, I don't know if they say that, but I've heard somebody say this. Email is the Bitcoin of marketing. Um, where it's pretty much like it's always going to be there. It's the oldest, and like no one can take it away from you. Essentially, um, so that's, a, yeah, that's something. It, go for it. Yeah, well, it's it's actually it's interesting. E- email newsletters business is kind of to me almost like e-commerce was maybe ten years ago, uh-huh. where obviously you know e-commerce had been around. But the fr- I remember I was in. I was involved with these on-campus businesses and someone saying, you know, like, why are people still using the phrase e-commerce? This was someone who was an advisor to us who worked in tech. He's like, it's such an antiquated phrase, e-commerce. Yeah. Um, and look, look and look at what happened with Shopify and sort of how Crazy. it's become such a popular business model. And I almost feel like newsletter is going through the same thing where email newsletters feels in a sense like a relic of the 90s or early 2000s. But on the other hand, you have all these new platforms that are basically allowing people to do things with newsletters that they could have never done before. Mm-hmm in terms of growth, monetization, adding value to them. Like you can have groups that are private groups that are tied into your newsletter, for example, or you can have a content library of videos that's tied into your newsletter. And, um, and so in that sense, I actually think that newsletter businesses are, are pretty good, pretty good to be in right now. And like you said, it's always going to be around. Yeah. So it's Bitcoin. Exactly. (laughs) And the other thing is the email business. There are ways that you can be, effectively censored right like if yeah. if google google um blocks your complete completely blocks you uh but it's but it's also like bitcoin in a sense that compared to something like virtually any social media platform it's much tougher to kick you off yeah. email because i have a i can have a csv in three different places with all of the emails on my list and if i get kicked off one platform i can just join another platform and upload yep. the list and be ready to go the next day 100%. Yeah, I've had a lot of uh, like marketing strategies, whether that be content or even like so, some of our merch strategies uh, revolve around getting emails as well. So yeah, 100%. And I mean, I, I stink it. I don't know, like I, I'm not, I stink at writing or the written word, um, which is why Twitter has been such a learning game for me. But I, I love just feeding our, our email team, and just go crazy with it. So that's, that's, that's 100% huge. And YouTube, I wish we... I don't, I don't know if there is like a brand strategy. I've, I don't think I've ever, I don't know if there's for like crypto. Like all we do is we just like throw our spaces and if we have an event, we just throw our panels on YouTube, but it's definitely like, it's not intentional at all. So I do think about if there's- Are you guys on Instagram? Yeah. We're, well, our Instagram yeah. strategy is kind of hilarious. <laughs> okay. What's, what's um, your Instagram strategy? What's your Instagram strategy? So this started about two months ago. So we mm-hmm. really, our Instagram didn't really exist until two months ago. Um, but it was all of the videos that I, I had made on TikTok and I just posted yeah. them day after day, after day, after day, after day. And it got us up to like 11,000 followers. Wow. The, I see this here. The videos I just good. already made. And, and I did this, uh, like you see the, uh, and we just have a classic um, like grid because we only have shorts. So. Yeah. I, I just, see you've got the logo is they sort of, the, yeah. the thumbnails spell out. They form the Avalanche logo. That's yeah, as cool. a, a fun AI thing I uh, I worked on. Oh, wow. So, yeah, me yeah. too. That's our, I mean, that's our strategy. It's literally like, I sp- it's, it's spent five minutes a day doing that. And But the unfortunate thing is I've ran out of videos, so. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah <laughs> so no, now I, it's going to be like nothing. <laughs> yeah, I actually think crypto, you know, I think a lot of crypto people um, underrate Instagram for growth and engaging people. Um 
So, I mean, it's like in my personal life, I, I use Instagram a lot. I don't yeah. really, uh, I, I don't really try to grow on there right now. I, I may soon. It's just not top priority. I, but, I, uh, I, crypto is becoming hot there. More yeah. than TikTok. I, I've, my videos have done better here than on TikTok, which has never been the, like, I'm, I'm surprised. Yeah. You know, every time I think maybe it's just a generational thing. I don't know how old you are. I'm 29, but I'm 26. 26. Okay. So you're a little I just had a birthday. Sorry. Nice. Happy birthday. Every single time I've tried to grow a TikTok account, any niche, and I post the same videos on TikTok and Instagram, I always do so much better on Instagram, which makes me think maybe it's just I'm more aligned with the Instagram audience because of my age. Like I, I, I feel tw- yeah. summer 2022, I was like, I'm going to make a fitness account. Like I, you know, do some calisthenics yeah. in pretty good shape. Um, and some of my videos on Instagram were getting like tens of thousands of views. Uh, and then on TikTok, it would be like nothing. Um, wow. so it's like, okay, whatever I'm doing, I'm more, much more aligned with what people on Instagram are looking for than on yeah, TikTok. Yeah. I, I think that's, a, that's pretty accurate. Yeah. yeah. Tick, tick, TikTok, it either, it either attracts, uh, like kids or just like yeah. weird adults. Yeah. Weird adults. Di- yeah. 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 Like, even I, I made a TikTok and Instagram for my dog recently. Cause I've got a oh, Belgian shepherd, which is like a, yeah. yeah, which is like a pretty, um, sort of cool dog breed that people are into. And like, TikTok was meh, but then Instagram, I've, it's like, you know, quickly. Wow. It's been like a couple of weeks and quickly got to a few hundred and, you know, it's, it's growing. Um, wow. So I was like, whatever happened, you know, I'm just something I'm better at Instagram. They, dude, I don't know. That's a case study. Cause like, yeah, my, I, I, my, like I, I've videos. gone way more viral on TikTok. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause I mean, that, that's kind of how I got this job is in college. I had a TikTok that got like a hundred K followers and Jeez, I posted, you still like, have it? I still haven't posted on it in years. I'm about to look it up. Yeah. Avery Bartlett or Ave to rave <laughs> on TikTok. But I, I, I was a, um, a track athlete and, uh, I was training for the, uh, Olympic games and I was pretty good. So, oh, nice. um, I just documented all that. Yeah. Okay. Here, here's the crazy thing with TikTok though. I just logged on and the account for my dog has like, like tripled or quadrupled in followers. So TikTok, Instagram? So, uh, TikTok? On TikTok. On TikTok. So it like just it's hit just hit the algorithm. Just hit the algorithm. Yeah. It's just, how, how many it's, views? It's, it's still small. It's still small, but it's like, you know, went from having almost none to having like, you know, that's so uh, funny. Yeah. I don't even know where the views are coming from, but cause the, none of the videos have done crazy, but like, huh. yeah, that's crazy how that happens. No, so you, you were training for the Olympics. What, what, what event? I know I was, we're, sorry, uh, we're, we're probably over time. No, I've I've actually I got nothing to do. I thought you were over time. <laughs> no, I uh, um, I, ran, I ran the eight hundred. So I was a uh, I, I I ran in college, and I was good enough for like a shoot to get a uh, you know a shoe sponsorship to train for the Olympic Games. Nice, but there's as you can imagine, there's not a lot of money in track. Um, so to get more money, I uh, thought like, oh, let me build a uh, a social media account to be more marketable. And so that's exactly what I did. And I just really, really enjoyed it and had a really great time. And wow, I, that's awesome. You know, I, I posted like 150 videos, I think, but I averaged like 100K views on all of them. And Jeez, then, that's good. And then to go into like, to manage like the average TikTok, just get <laughs> fucking crushed, dude. And I've, tr- yeah. I've been trying so much harder. It's been like such a battle. Um, but I mean, I've, I've started to figure it out. Wow. Yeah. So some of your videos have crazy amounts of views. Um, yeah, no, I, I know you're saying about tracks. So my, um, I don't, you know, talk about personal stuff for a lot of reasons very often. So my fiance is 
probably getting her pro card in triathlon soon. She's That's, like, very, she's very insane, low, isn't she? Huh? Very. She's yeah, very high level. Like we went to the seventy point three uh, world what, champs what last year. What triathlon distance? Um, she does, uh, mostly Olympics and then 70.3 Ironmans. Um, yeah. So she's, that's, that's for crazy people. For those listening, yeah. that's for crazy people. <laughs> and she's, she's, she's doing her first Ironman too. But so, so she's, she's won, she's won her age group in a few 70.3s and won one overall 70.3. Um, and then, and then won um, some, you know, placed in state championships and some of the other ones. Anyway, so, so she's very good, but I understand what you're saying. So we, 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 know a lot of professional triathletes and I yeah. most, have, most have side businesses. I'll say that. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah, <laughs> or, or, or full-time jobs. That's like triathlon is probably the hardest sport you can do. Cause it's just all mental. Like it, mm-hmm. th- it's honestly like all mental. Like you could be like a, like a physical, um, you know, athlete have some talent, but it won't take you that far in triathlons. It's, you just have to just be like want it so hard and be able to train like an animal. And like some of the most like impressive people I've ever met people that are unlike, like, like I could, you know, I did some pretty hard shit, but that just sure. blows me away, man. Yeah, yeah. No, it's, it's crazy. I mean, I, I'm probably doing my first one soon, but I'm, I'm not anywhere that crazy. It's just like, you could do to, it all, what distance I'm just going to, I'm going to do a sprint one. I'm, you know, I'm yeah. not crazy. I'm not, yeah. I, it's more just like to have sort of fun activity for us to do but like um when when she finished this one the 70.3 she won when she finished she had um blood like it's graphic she had blood coming out from her sneakers because because um it rained during it and so they got rubbed raw and then and then she wanted it's a half for people don't know 70.3 it's um is it 1.2 mile swim i think i forget the exact swim distance um uh, then you bike about 56 miles then you run a half marathon Mm -hmm. and um so, so started bleeding partway through the half marathon, but wanted to finish. And so she finished, had blood like completely coming out and dripping from the sneakers, but I pulled out the win anyways. That's crazy. Could she walk yeah. after or was she like done? No, no, I, no, I, I had to carry her. I yeah, she sounds got right. there, went to the medical tent and then like, I, I had to carry her back to the car. Yeah, um, so it's like, yeah, triathletes are crazy, man. Like that's <laughs> yeah, literally, it's, it's crazy. And, and there's much more extreme stories from triathlons. It, oh it's yeah. A wild sport. Yeah. Yeah, ultra. Yeah, Iron Ironman triath. Like I, I had a, a few a few friends do that, and goodness gracious, like there's some like tough dudes that I know. You know, did you know? I trained with, and they they said that was like another level of of difficult. So man, much yeah, respect. No, That's awesome. Intense. Um, sweet. Yeah. No, it's 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 always cool to meet the people that land in crypto, just because. Uh, people from a lot of different uh all walks of life all, all walks of life all backgrounds with the, with the common thing in common that they have a very high risk tolerance yeah right right <laughs> i don't even feel like i feel like like being in crypto i just because i'll like i don't know like I'll, I'll just like the way my buddies talk about their portfolio they're just like always on like insane leverage at all times and i just like i just cannot relate to that but then compared yeah. to like my mom you know, I'm just like out of my mind, you know? Yeah. Sometimes I find myself saying to people, I'm like, Oh yeah, you know, I don't go into stuff that risky. Like my portfolio is all in top 100 cryptos. And yeah, the they're, like, person, they're like, what your net worth is in, is, is in, you know, it's like, Oh, you're, you know, your net worth's in Bitcoin. Like, no, no, no. It's in, you know, these other coins yeah. that you've never heard of. Um, but, but I'm, but I'm not into the really risky stuff. <laughs> like the, yeah. Cause like, like the meme coins that crash in one day. Right. Um, right. Yeah. Like, like some people in crypto, like, like they're like shocked when you say you own Bitcoin. Cause you're like, that doesn't 
you no one makes money on Bitcoin, you know. Yeah, like, crypto <laughs> Twitter is weirdly underweight on Bitcoin. It's it's oh, yeah. it's very strange. Um, Part of it. I mean, maybe I, I'm sure there's there's obviously Bitcoin maxis, but they don't show up on my. Oh feed. yeah, yeah. I guess they're kind of they're kind of distinct from crypto Twitter. The people who consider themselves crypto Twitter, I my impression is it is. I mean, obviously all, everything came from Bitcoin, but a lot of people on crypto Twitter either came from people who were interested in flipping altcoins or people who were yeah. using DeFi or people who were into Ethereum. And, and, uh, there are people, you know, Bitcoin maxis who travel over there, but it seems to be largely a separate group. For sure. For sure. Well, well, I, I really enjoyed this conversation, Patrick. Yeah, it's been great. Awesome. Um, good, good talking. Uh, I learned a lot. Sure. Hopefully, hopefully podcast listeners enjoy it. Yeah, I hope so. I'm a, I'm a send them on their way and then we can uh, wrap things up. Thank you, everybody, for listening to another episode of Answers to the Universe. It's a big conversation, and I hope you learned a lot. And now, if I could ask you to do one very, very important thing for me, no matter where you are, no matter what you're doing, even if you're not listening to this podcast, I don't even know how you hear me if you're not listening to the podcast, but give this, give it a five-star review. That's what I'm getting at. Give this episode a five-star review. It helps me feel good about myself. It, uh, it helps me show off to my friends when they're like, you have a podcast? That's so cringe. That's so bad. But I got, I, yeah, but I got five stars. All right. It's not all that bad. So thank you so much. This is Patrick Scott, Dynamo DeFi, Absolutely Electric. Thanks for listening. Thanks for having me.